What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. What is up, my purple ninjas? Welcome to the My Prince Story Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Marshall. In this episode, I meet a new prince friend named Shauna. When you're prince fam, there are no strangers. So for some reason, it's not weird just to bring a complete stranger down to my prince basement and talk prince. Here's my conversation with Shauna. Hello, Shauna. How are you? Hey there. Peachy, thanks. Happy holidays, by the way. Likewise. I just put out a call on Facebook a couple days ago and said, I'm looking for Prince fans in the Kalamazoo area. A friend of mine, Skippy, immediately tagged you. Mm -hmm. Now, I've worked with Skippy because he's been my stage manager when we do Kalamazoo Rib Fest every year. And so, apparently, you are a huge Prince fan. I am indeed. How do we live in the same city? We're huge (laughs) Prince fans we've never met before. That makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. You are originally from Goebbels. Yes. I'm from Decatur. Now, I know this this podcast goes out all over the world, so a lot of people don't care about this, but Decatur and Goebbels are both very, very tiny towns. In the same county. In the same county. So we're huge Prince fans, close in age, grew up in the same area, live in the same city, and would you believe the first time I ever saw the movie Graffiti Bridge was in Goebbels at Thede East House's <gasps> home. No way. Yeah, in like 1992 or 91, something like that. That's insane. Yeah, I, I assume know Thede. You know Thede. I, I know Thede. And yeah, I know her siblings. Yep. How weird is that? Yeah, and here you are. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, have you you've seen the movie Graffiti Bridge? Of course. I assume. Okay. Of course. Now, out of all the movies, what's your favorite Prince movie? Purple Rain. Purple Rain. I mean, it's Purple Rain. The soundtrack is. Um, it really it hit for me, and Purple Rain was. Um, I think that's what turned me into a Prince fan because I was seven, I think, at the time, and um, to see this man with this guitar and just the way he worked the guitar, just it was over the top for me. You mentioned in our Facebook conversation that you've been to Paisley Park twice. Just once. I'm planning my second trip. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm about to go this weekend. Oh, okay. What is today? Today's Friday. A week from tomorrow. Insane. Nice. Because my son and I have this thing. He's 17 now. We're trying to see an NFL football game in every stadium. And so we chose Minnesota Vikings this year. And then he said to me, Dad, will you take me to Paisley Park? (laughs) Yes. Of course. Of course I'll take you to Paisley (laughs) Park. Are you kidding? So that's going to be exciting. I get the show because I've been there since Prince passed. I've been to Paisley four times. That's that's awesome. Uh, It's it's addictive. I love going there. Every time. It has. They've been moving things around. In fact, now the urn is gone. The last time I, the last two times I've been there, can't see the urn. So they they've moved it. Where the very first time I went was the very beginning of the uh, tours. Mm-hmm. They had the urn right up front. You walked in, you were looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, at eye level, at a paisley park replica which held his ashes yeah then they moved it really high up by the doves that's where it was at when i went yeah it was, was and, up higher up and then gone so so when did you go to paisley last summer yeah it was last june which tour did you do did you do the I vip did, or? i did a vip tour yeah did you do a vip on a thursday no i want to say it was on a saturday have you heard what they do on thursdays um, it's i know that they do special things on different days on thursdays on the VIP tour, you can go in Studio B and sing. 
and they record it and put it on a little Paisley okay. thumb drive for you. Yeah. So now you're probably going to go on a Thursday. The next day. It's probably, so worth it. Most definitely. Because yeah. it doesn't cost anymore. It's just to go on a Thursday. Right. Oh, God. It's such a cool experience. I know for me, um, just the anticipation and, and waiting to go in to start the tour and then walking in and they're like, and here's this fantastic replica of Paisley Park. And then they slip in there that it's actually his urn. Yeah. And it took me a minute to get it together to finish to go through the tour. That's why they had to move it. Yeah. I I think a lot of people just couldn't get it together to continue their tour. Yeah. Of course, because that's, that's shocking. It is very shocking. Uh, what was your favorite thing about the Paisley Park tour? Paisley should totally pay me for talking about them so much. <laughs> Paisley, are you listening? Um, for me, it was going into his all the, where his sound stages were, and and the end. Oh, toward the end, yes. the big sound stages, and where they brought in pieces of the fence yeah. that still contained the oh. letters and. Well, well, let's not give away too much of the end, though. Okay. Because for those that have never been there, that end, if you don't cry, you don't love Prince. Sorry. I I, I couldn't agree more. I I I The very end punched me in the face. Yeah. As if I wasn't already feeling the spirit from beginning to end. Right. The end gets you. A tour guide pointed this out to me, maybe my second or third tour, and it blew my mind. When you're going through the tour, close to the end, after you've seen the really cool piano, then you go through the first big sound stage, and you're about to go into the second big sound stage. Those, you remember those ginormous doors? Yes. Have you seen the music video Get Off? Yes. Where Diamond and Pearl walk yeah. up to the big doors? That's where they film Get Off. Yeah. And then the big doors open. And, and so when she pointed out, yeah, these are the doors. And they go in and they're dancing and all the nude bodies and oil and all that. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's it's very surreal to just be in there where yeah. his energy was and everything about it from beginning to end. I, I immediately came home and wrote down everything that I experienced and that I felt and that I saw in case they changed things up yeah. so that when I went again, I could um, compare the two experiences. And apparently he was such a pack rat or hoarder even that they still keep finding stuff. Yeah, they are I still met. finding stuff. Like the last time I was there, they had his driver's license. No way. So that's on display now. And I and it never occurred to me that Prince has gone to a DMV. Like, that blew my <laughs> mind. I'm imagining Prince walk in. He takes the number. He's waiting. You know, the whole thing. And then Prince getting a picture taken. He had to get a picture taken. Yeah. It's wow. Prince. Yeah, yeah, he's like royalty, literally. Um, and my question, I have a question for you, is when you went, did you sightsee other oh, Prince yeah. landmarks in the area? Oh. My fiance is a very patient woman. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> but okay, so I actually made a Prince tour, and shameless plug, I wrote a story seven, something like seven must see places if you go on a Prince trip to Minneapolis. Six of these seven are very attainable. One of them are impossible. Don't bother. The one that's impossible is the purple rain scene where Apollonia jumps into the water mm-hmm. and says, That's yeah. not Lake Minnetonka. I found that it's an hour and a half away from Minneapolis and it is so far out like out on a dirt road and everything has grown up you can barely even recognize anything anyway if you do find it it's not worth the trip so don't even bother but I went to the Purple Rain house I went to one of Prince's old houses where he used to have a home studio I did a whole tour of everything I could find the people of Minneapolis are so cool and patient because there are so many people like you and I just invading their space to see old Prince landmarks. I uh, went to Electric Fetus for the first time just last summer. 
Have you been to Electric Fetus? No, no, I did not stop, but I did go past. It is a must. The people, and they have so much Prince stuff in that record store, and they are so cool. They are all, like, so, like, they're ready for the Prince people, and they, and they have so much knowledge. I was really, I keep waiting for somebody to be impatient and sick of us. Right. And no one has been. Thankfully. <laughs> They've been really, like, open-minded and cool about us invading their city all the time. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed, um, you know, we went to the movie theater in Chanahassen where there's the huge mural on the oh, side. I, did you get a picture for the uh, mirror? Of course. Did you have to stand in a long line? To no, do that? no. We we are I really did. lucky. Yeah, there, there was. We were just waiting and waiting. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Okay, so when I did all that stuff, it was literally. I get the news that Prince passed. I do the morning show the next morning. I get in my car. I drive straight to Minneapolis. So. My fiance Suzanne and I were driving to Minneapolis. We get to Paisley Park and we're just kind of hanging there. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of people, including news helicopters flying over. It was surreal. And then we see celebrities start to arrive in limos. And we realize there's a funeral going on inside Paisley at that moment, which is crazy. Yeah, I saw Sheila E. come in. I saw, uh, wow. man, I'm not going to remember everybody's names now. But. It was an incredible experience. One of Prince's best friends just literally walked out and hugged me, and we got a video of it. Larry Graham. No way. That, that guy is so pippin'. He has a huge ring that says Larry Graham. <laughs> That's how big the ring is. That Larry Graham is spelled out in gold. It's huge. It takes up his whole hand like brass knuckles. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. And you can see him as he's hugging me, because my fiance was recording at the time. You can see his hand as his arms go around me. You see the huge Larry Graham. But he's wearing this purple suit and this big purple hat. And he said, I just need love today. And he he, he hugged everybody that would hug him. I was like, who is this guy? This That's is amazing. Crazy. He's a legend. Yeah. He's walking around hugging anybody that will hug him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. So, okay, you've been to Paisley Park once. You say you're planning a second trip. Do you know when you're going? Um, I think uh, it's my friend and I, and we're going to shoot for next summer. Yeah. Um, we try to make it like a long weekend and just kind of dink around in the area. And there's a few more spots I didn't hit on the last time. That Where I, do you want to go? Um, I would love, well, I want, I want to go to the home that you were speaking of where he did have the studio in Chanhassen and just kind of drive by there. There's some things I want pictures of. I did stop at the Purple Rain house. We did go to First Ave. Yeah. Things like that. Well, I think the old house is torn down now. However... The, the gate is still there. Yeah. It's, it's actually in this weird place where you're in a cul-de-sac. It's so unexpected. It's so just normal. And then you see this black fence that has a peace sign and a heart on it. And you know, well, that's Prince's yeah. house. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, that's a really cool place to visit. That was the first house he ever owned, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he bought that when he was in his early 20s. I'm completely ripping that off of a Prince podcast I just listened to yesterday, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I, I had no idea that was his first house until yesterday. What Prince music, what's the song or album that that got you into? What's the first thing you heard? Was it Purple Rain? It was Purple Rain. I, yeah. think, I think I was about seven, and um, I grew up in a really musical household. And, you know, my mom was born in the 40s, and my dad was born in the 50s. I have brothers in the 60s. So I was introduced to a lot of music and different styles of music. And Prince was the first artist that I discovered on my own. And I was, it was it. It was all she wrote. So Purple Rain came out and I begged my dad to take me to the theater and see it. And he did. And he held my eyes over the, the good parts. I, I can't imagine being a kid <laughs> watching Purple Rain with my parents. That's just, ugh, that is crazy. With my dad, no less. Um, so, yeah, um, it was Purple Rain. And then I had to have everything prints, you know, all the magazines and all the information. We didn't have the Internet back then. So we, you had to dig it up on your own. Kids, you have no idea how hard we had to work. <laughs> 
especially back in the day, like I was buying bootlegs constantly to yeah. find a Prince bootleg pre-internet. I could have been a private detective. See, I, I must have been 19, 20 years old buying bootlegs because I had a guy. Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's crazy to think about. And I miss those days. You could walk into a record store, put on headphones and listen to it before you could buy it. And uh, yeah, those bootlegs cost a lot of money that I allegedly bought. Um, <laughs> but they were allegedly worth it. They were incredible. Yeah. Now, did you pre-order this huge 1999 thing that's coming out? I did not pre-order it, but I've been listening to it all morning. Oh, because yeah. people leaked it. Because well, it's, it's released. It's on title. So. Oh, is it on title? Yeah, I haven't gotten the title thing it's, yet. It's and it's also on Spotify. I think it's on the bulk of of streaming. Okay. music apps. So I've been listening to it all morning. It's it's incredible the amount of music he wrote in the early eighties. Yeah. Because if you include the double album set in nineteen ninety nine, much of what's on Purple Rain was written back then. Uh, even songs from Sign the Times was written in nineteen eighty two. Then you figure all of those tracks on this new deluxe 1999 release and vanity six more stay in the time he's he's he is writing all of that stuff Mm -hmm. all in that one tiny period of time yeah he is the most in my opinion um prolific oh for real it just amazing so multi-talented um and i think for me in my opinion he's the best musician of all time because he really could do it all he could and i and i try to think of what i was doing when i was 24 and (laughs) i think i was working nights at a radio station so i was sleeping till noon and my main priority was girls that's it i can't imagine at the age of 24 he was already creating an empire a musical empire and he was literally he had his hand in every single thing in every group and when he recorded a song many times he had his hand on every single instrument mm-hmm. and at 24 i was just sleeping till noon <laughs> i can't even imagine yesterday at thanksgiving i put some music on and my brother said i don't even know what we're listening to and it was madhouse and of course i had to explain what madhouse was because right. not everybody knows but um i mean i, I love it all I'll yeah. take all of it. All right. Do you allegedly have uh, bootlegs? No. No? Are you no. being honest or are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's lying. No, I don't have any bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the age of the internet. Everything is, is easily accessible at this right. stage. So I, I don't have any bootlegs either. Oh, uh, no. That's a, that's a fun picture. That's, I'm showing her a dirty mime bootleg allegedly (laughs) (laughs) do you know of that yes do do those titles sound familiar to you where prince plays a shopkeeper no and jill jones walks in because she needs batteries for for a massager because her back's been acting up (laughs) you you don't know that oh man that's the see you're schooling me here i'm digging it (laughs) my back acts up every time my boyfriend leaves That's uh, my favorite line from that. <laughs> well, there there are a few people that get that if they have that very rare bootleg. I always made this awful joke because I always thought Prince would live forever. That one day when Prince passes, I'm going to be rich because I have so much Prince stuff. I could not have been more wrong because I will never get rid of my Prince stuff, especially oh. now that he's gone. Yeah. Instead, what I've done is I've bought more. Prince passing has put me so far into debt. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been unreal. Now that the 1999 thing is released, I'm really excited about that because I've been complaining the, that the estate has just been doing re-releases of music we already have, and we want some of the unreleased stuff mm-hmm. that we're finally getting. Right. Uh, have you purchased any of those purple album re-releases? Um, I just received one as a gift. Uh, listen to it. 
um, fantastic. Um, Which um, one was it? Chaos. Oh, Chaos and Disorder? Chaos and Disorder, yeah. That is one of the most underrated albums. It, and I know Prince just got rid of that one because he's trying to get out of the Warner Brothers contract. Yeah. But I love that album. It, yeah. The, the first two songs, especially. Chaos and Disorder and uh, I Like It There. Two of my favorite jams ever. It's it's insane to me how much music is is in the hands of the estate at this point. There's, I mean, when you consider the amount of music that's released out into the world and how much is still being held back, it's there's so much. Well, Prince once said that he had enough music in his vault where they could re- release an album a year, every year for a hundred years, and and here he's been gone for a couple of years, and we've all been going, okay, yeah, we we have our money waiting, right? Absolutely, please take my money. Yes, yeah, I don't have a lot of money, but when it comes to Prince stuff, just I'm, take I'm my money, throwing it, yeah, yeah. I think I told you that the only way that you I could be lured into a van. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. So the setup to this, though, <laughs> and I laughed about this for like half an hour after you sent that message. So Sean and I have we haven't met in person right? right so we literally reach out to each other on facebook and and i say here's my address and i said by the way i have a fiance and a kid and dogs i don't want you to think you're coming to a creepy guy's basement and something bad's gonna happen and your response was honestly the only thing that could lure me into a van or a creepy guy's basement is the promise of anything prince yeah so i thought okay <laughs> that's that's the response from almost every i've had uh, Prince fans travel from Detroit or Chicago uh, just to come down into the basement so we can do this. And I always make the comment because it's it's usually women that, that will come do the podcast. And and I, I always tell them I'm always so nervous about inviting someone here because I'm afraid they're going to think I'm a creep. But they're always like, no, it's Prince. I'm out. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'll be right there. Where do I sign? When it's when it's Prince involved, <laughs> all caution goes out the window. Well, it's Prince. He's the original Mr. Studio Girl. Like, yeah. five, two, a buck, 25, soaking wet. Yeah. And, and, and I just mentioned that on my most recent episode where even though Prince is... Five two. I remember the first time I saw him in concert, Fox Theater in Detroit. To say he was larger than life would be the understatement of the planet. I agree. It was, he was just incredible. Just, <clears throat> I was fully expecting to be let down because I idolized him for so long, and he still somehow was even better than what I expected. How is that possible? It was incredible. Have you seen him in concert? Once. Ooh. I was so very. Where? I was very young. It was in Detroit. Um, I didn't get to see the entire show. My dad kind of ushered me out. I think it was a bit much for him. <laughs> so <laughs> um, he was more into country. Okay. And uh, so he just. I didn't get to stay the whole show. I got to stay for about a third of it. I so think. what year was it? Do you know what? what tour? Late eighties. So that was probably the nude tour. Yeah. Okay. So during Love Sexy and all that. I could see him ushering you yeah, out. Yeah, ushered yep. me out. He was like, okay, you're like 10. We're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I had very close friends that I went to high school with that we were simply, we connected because of Prince uh, back in little Decatur High School. And they went to see the nude tour in Chicago, I think Rosemont Horizon. And for like a whole two weeks, I was getting the countdown from them. They're like, 12 more days. <laughs> like, Shut up. <laughs> And it never occurred to me that I could ever just go to a concert when you're younger. I guess you just don't realize you can just buy tickets to go to a concert. It took me until I graduated high school before I saw my first Prince show. But they would just tease me every day. Nine more days. Oh, God. Then they went to see this incredible tour. Now, I've seen them seven times. But that first time was during one of my favorite Prince albums, the Symbol album. And it was, you know, My Tay, Prince of New Power Generation, and... I mean, that whole album front the back is incredible. I just remember he didn't have an opening act. Uh, 
and he did I want to say two or three encores wow he just didn't stop it, it, it was I just lost my mind at that concert and for that to be your first Prince concert wow yeah uh, he, but then I got to see Musicology and and uh, the most recent Welcome to Chicago was the last one I saw him at but yeah it was never a letdown he always had a way to just blow your mind every time it's Prince yeah I was actually told that me being such a big fan of Prince was a tell of my age and I laughed because I figure it's a tell of knowing good music and, right. it's not an and recognizing talent. Yeah. You and I are, I think, I want to say five years apart. I was born in 77. Yeah, I was born in 73. I don't think it's... A, my sister is five years older than me, and she's the one that got me in the Prince. So you definitely cannot pinpoint an age when it comes to Prince music. So which of you is the bigger Prince fan, you or your sister? I definitely eclipsed her. Yeah? <laughs> the old, Okay, I, I've told the story in the podcast before, but... Uh, I will bore everyone with it one more time. I'll make it quick. It came out of a sibling rivalry type of situation where she was mean to me and she destroyed one of my cassette tapes back in the day. And my dad said, well, you can have any of her tapes that you want. And I knew that she loved the Purple Rain tape. So I only took it just to be mean. (laughs) And then I was addicted like that. Yeah. I fell in love with it. Then I bought the next tape, Around the World in a Day. Then I then I bought Parade. And then my older sister, she was sly. She said, if you love Prince so much, you should start collecting all of his stuff and start going back and, and buy his tapes from the past. Not realizing she just, she wanted them. So she was just waiting for me to buy them so she could record them. <laughs> and so then I went back and I started buying the whole cata- uh, catalog. Next thing you know... Prince is putting out an album every year. And now you're knee-deep. I'm constantly buying tapes. Then CDs become a thing. Now I have to redo the whole collection of CDs. <laughs> I don't know where all of, all those Prince tapes have gone through the years. but So I've had all of the Prince albums in every single form, from vinyl to cassette to CD. Now I have a thumb drive with everything on it. I yeah. still have my original Prince cassettes. From, oh God, that's amazing. I think I got the Purple Rain cassette for Christmas uh, when it came out. And I still have it. I remember, I've this this ages me. I remember uh, riding my bike, listening to the Parade album with my Sony Walkman, and just feeling like there's just nothing in the world better than this. And I remember buying the Sign of the Times album, thinking, Jesus, it just doesn't stop. It doesn't. And Sign of the Times is such a great track. The whole, the whole album. album, yeah. The best love song ever, my opinion, is Adore, which is oh. the last track on Sign of the Times. The writing of that song is got to be, that has to be the the best written love song ever. It, I, but you can say that for a lot of tracks on that album. From Slow Love to Ballad of Dorothy Parker is one of my personal favorites. Uh, God, I, there's so many songs on the album I love. It's fantastic. Can you think? Okay, there are some Al- Prince albums where there's usually like one track I could do without. Sign the Times does not have a track like that for me. Can you think of like, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. Uh, I can't think of the, the name of the instrumental on the Parade album. If that wasn't on the album, I would be fine. Venus de Milo. Yeah. I'd be fine without it. That, that's an example. Strolling from uh, Diamonds and Pearls, if that wasn't on the album, I'd be okay. You wouldn't miss it. Yeah. yeah I'm, I can't think of any that yeah. I could do without off the top of my head. Yeah. The Love Symbol album and Sign the Times, those two albums, front to back, every song is equally as amazing. Yeah. yeah. I agree. All right. So your, your Prince addiction hasn't put you far in debt like it has me? No. <laughs> I mean, it's tried. You've, so you've made uh, smarter financial I'm, decisions. I'm good with fighting the demons, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do with this purple vinyl re-release of everything. I haven't purchased a single one because I'm like, I get it. Yeah. 
Give me new music. I'll put money on that. But I can't keep spending all of this Prince money. I have fantastic friends. Um, and a couple of years ago, out of the blue, um, I was sent an original mint condition copy of Purple Rain on vinyl. And I don't know who it's from still. Nobody wants to copy to it. Yeah. So you have um, very good, friends. very good friends. Uh, recently received um, the original CD in the mail from a friend just and I'm like, again, I just have the best friends who are like, oh, we see this print, see the, you know, the Prince magazines that are coming out, the People magazine special issue. They're grabbing those for me from from the grocery store. And I do love that. I have friends that will, uh, if they say anything with Prince on it, like all of a sudden I'll have a new Prince Rolling Stone magazine, right. things like that. I, I remember back in the day, this will definitely age me. I remember riding the school bus right after I got the new Rolling Stone that had Prince on the cover. Uh, you know, had the whole the Purple Rain or like When Doves Cry cover, I think. And uh, just reading all the stuff about Prince and Rolling Stone. That was that was the best. Yeah. And I didn't care that I got I got picked on a lot because of my, you know, I have a girl's name. I love Prince. I mean, I'm putting a target on my back. Right. Back then. People are so <laughs> close minded. Did not care. Right. I love Prince too much for it to uh, bother me. They just didn't. They weren't, you know, good enough to have a, an appreciation. It's it's Prince. It's Prince. And so when Skippy mentioned me to do this, it that kind of stuff warms my heart. Like people tag me in Prince things all the time <laughs> or share it on my wall. And I'm like, I'm grateful that they, they associate me with Prince. I'll take that. That's- oh, it's if someone goes to a karaoke night somewhere and someone's singing Prince, <laughs> They will record it and text it to me. Like, I can't get away from it. Everything Prince-related, whether it's a joke or whatever, or they just happen to hear it on the radio. Prince is on right now. Right. That's so I was thinking about you. Prince is on. Uh, My best friend enjoys doing karaoke, and uh, he's been working on his Prince stuff for me lately. So we'll go out, and and he'll sing me a Prince song, and I'm like, yes. All right, so if you're doing karaoke, what Prince song are you choosing? I don't do karaoke. (laughs) But if I'm doing... That answer was immediate. (laughs) (laughs) The question wasn't even done yet. I don't do karaoke. (laughs) If you heard my voice, you would understand. There's got to be a Prince song you enjoy to sing along with, though. Kiss. I mean, Baby, I'm a Star gets me going every time. You know, I just watched my friend do Darling Nikki, so that was fun, because he put on an entire performance, like got up on the chair, and then got up on the table. It was was fun. Have you ever heard the Foo Fighters, Darling Nikki? Yes. Oh, my God, it's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, we just listened to that the other day. It's, um, I just, it's fun. I just don't sing karaoke. Is there anyone in the Prince family that you would just die to meet? Like, who would be your number one person? As far as... It, you know, in the Prince circle, what they were in his band or they were in a relationship with him, anything. I would love to have a conversation with um, Sheila E. Oh, yeah. I would love to sit with anyone in the revolution and have a conversation. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Wendy fan. Same. Wendy and Lisa. Yep. I love them both. Well, I love the entire revolution. I, I hate if you narrow it down, it sounds like I'm ignoring really important people and I hate that. But I do feel for some reason connected to Wendy and Lisa specifically. That would be incredible. Yes. And Sheila E. is amazing and she doesn't know how to age. So that's weird. Yeah. When I when I saw her in Minneapolis a couple of years ago, I thought she looks like she's in her twenties. Yeah. Like what what devil did she make a right, deal with? Exactly. What what moisturizer are you using? Yeah. Uh, no. When I saw the revolution a couple of years ago at the Majestic, um, seeing Wendy and Lisa, it just there's something about that energy mm-hmm. and just knowing how close they were with Prince. And, in the beginning too, yes. before Prince became huge, they were a, they were very strong collaborators, especially Lisa Coleman. But yeah, man, 
the things that they experienced that we could not understand. Yeah. I was just telling someone the other day, um, Manic Monday came on insane with music trivia, not just Prince, but specifically Prince. I drive my friends crazy as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, I was like, you know, Prince wrote this and we were talking about Prince's relationship with Susanna Hoffs and just she's like, why do you know all of this? And I'm like, it's Prince. Yeah, right. it's, sorry. <laughs> don't know. It's all in there. It has to come out. Yes. It has if, to go if somewhere. I ever say the words to my friends, hey, you know who, the, who wrote this? It's like the all shell back Prince. Right. Yeah, I guess that was obvious. They're like, I we're sick of question. playing this game. Right. <laughs> well, I am. Uh, I'm going to. I have no shame. So I'm about to do something in about two weeks that would humiliate most men. But I badly want to spend time with Maite Garcia. Yeah. Maite is going to be in Chicago in two weeks to do a belly dancing class. Wow. A three hour belly dancing class. So I dropped a bunch of money and I'm going. <laughs> okay. For those who can't see, Sean is holding back laughter hard, hard. So I am going to go belly dance for three hours just so I can be close to Maite. That's how deep my sickness is. Um, you know, I, I'm not blaming you. I'm, if I had a bunch of money to drop to go belly dance with Maite Garcia, I right. would too. So I'm going to Chicago. My fiance will go with me. We're going to belly dance. And afterwards it says we can spend one to two minutes saying hello and taking a selfie with Maite. That's amazing. And I'm like, I will drop a lot of my for uh, one to two minutes, whether that's what credit card debt is for. <laughs> I love Maite. And that whole, when Maite came into the picture, I was loving that music so much. Like, yeah, I love Purple Rain and Parade and Sign the Times, but there was a definite change. And I I was so plugged into the Symbol album and Emancipation and, and everything in between. Maite was really a muse for Prince mm-hmm. at that point. And so a lot of my fond Prince memories, my first Prince concert involves this amazing woman and I'm going to belly dance with her. <laughs> I can't. Every time I say it out loud, it it feels weird. But I'm gonna belly dance with my ticket. What do you think the odds are? You being the only man in the class are? I I don't think that. I think just because it is my tay, there's gonna be other dudes there. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I mean, she's beautiful. I have. A, I do have a girl's name, so I'm barely a guy, really. Um, at least that's what people tell me. And there is a thing where back in high school, I used to take typing class. I did that for two years. I was the only guy in the class. And guys used to make fun of me. You're the only guy in there. And I'm like, yep. Hello. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing that on accident. <laughs> Jeez. You guys go ahead to wood shop with all the other dudes. Right. I'll be over here. Right. Yeah. That worked out. Now I can type really fast and I'm friends with girls. Look at that. That's, it worked out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm massively nervous about it, but I cannot wait because I need to try to get her on this podcast. It'll be an experience. Yeah. I mean, it's my take. Well, it'll be an experience for everyone around me. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to are you going to take the purple hair with you? Oh, yeah. I the purple hair. I colored my hair purple right after Prince passed. And then when I let my regular hair color come back, everybody was like, where'd the purple go? And then I realized uh, that's kind of become my thing. Yeah. So now I've had purple hair since 2016 and I mean, it's just always going to be purple. It's I mean, the it one you. way I'm trying to hang on to my you know, youth. <laughs> Once that's gone, I'm just an old dude. Same. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, um, I, I have a huge Prince tattoo on my thigh uh, that I got a couple years ago. While I'm not bold enough to dye my hair purple, that's how I wear my, my Prince love. I love it. I've been talking about getting a Prince tattoo for a long time, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick 
my favorite line of a Prince song, and I'm going to screenshot what the sound wave looks like since I'm a radio That's guy. Amazing. And I'm going to tattoo the sound wave somewhere on my body. I haven't even decided where yet. Uh, I have a lot of friends that have the Prince symbol tattoo. And I thought, and I'll probably incorporate the symbol somewhere, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. But I've, uh, I haven't got my tattoo yet. I, I'm so far tattooless, so I guess you could say I'm a chicken. That's I'll, okay. I'll well, you can just tell everybody that it's really hard to just pick that that line. I mean, Where, is it right on the front of your thigh? Is it on the right side? It's right here on, on the, the side. Outside. Okay, and it's it's probably a good six inches wow, tall okay. and four or five inches wide, and it is the symbol. Um, but it's purple and it's got paisley in it. And oh, I, I think I saw a picture of the tattoo on your yep, Facebook. Yep, I totally stalked you out after we. That's okay. It. I okay. mean, you had to make sure I was up to par. That I knew right. that well, I knew at least some Prince songs. Well, the picture of you by the Prince star at First Avenue, and then the tattoo picture. I knew you were legit. That's yeah. all I needed. Legit. Yeah. That's all I needed. Yeah. Uh, I because people that aren't true, like okay, my fiance, she's not like a huge Prince fan. She loves Amy Winehouse, which is completely another respectable, perfect, right? great artist. Yeah. Uh, she loves Bob Dylan, another Minnesota great, but she respects the crap out of Prince music, right? Even though she did, to this day, we've been together for five years, to this day, she'll hear a song and be like, oh my God, that's a Prince song? She's constantly overwhelmed by how many songs that she knew but didn't know was Prince. Right. right? And the fact that she came along to Minneapolis with me and patiently never complained once, by the way, all these Minneapolis trips, dragging her from place to place. She's a gem. Yeah, she is, because I have a lot of friends who they have to leave their spouses behind when they go do their Minneapolis trips. Otherwise, they will be miserable. Right. right? Uh, Susanna's like, she's totally awesome with it. And when we went back to Minneapolis the second time, we did the we did the VIP tour of Paisley Park, and there was a big tribute show at the huge stadium in, I want to say, St. Paul. Stevie Wonder was there. I mean, everybody. Morris Day in time. It was it was this huge thing. By the time we got back to the hotel, it's like two in the morning. I'm exhausted. So we get on the uh, elevator, and then this guy runs in to get on the elevator with us, and he's kind of tall, has a trench coat on. It was Morris Hayes, who was the music director and was on stage for the whole Prince tribute show and who was a keyboard player for many years with Prince. And he's standing right beside me. And I lost my damn mind. In an elevator. Yeah. I even missed my floor because I was so busy just (laughs) being a dork. And here's what I said after I missed my floor. I "I missed my floor. (laughs) I was a complete imbecile. I couldn't control myself. Like I have, I have hung out with some of the most famous people on the planet, but here I am with this guy that if you're not a Prince fan, you don't know him. Right. And I cannot control my brain. Yeah. That's the way. Sorry if you're listening, Revolution. If I meet you. Right. I'm going to lose my mind. Be prepared. <laughs> I apologize in advance. <laughs> we talked a little bit about Prince related people you would like to meet. You know, people from the Revolution. Sheila E. Can you think of any others? I will take anybody. Honestly, I would love to meet anybody who shared time with Prince, whether it was collaboratively or family, close friends. I would just love to sit with someone who knew him firsthand and just ask questions and have a conversation. And I think it would be cool to hang out with Jerome. You can't not love Jerome. He's the coolest guy on the planet. He's a character for sure. Uh, Jerome is, I I met Morris Day when he came to Kalamazoo. He wasn't a big talker. I was a little disappointed. No? (laughs) Got a picture with him. He stood there like a statue. We couldn't touch. There was all I could do is say "nice to meet you," and he just kind of nodded his head. And then next, it was really disappointing. Yeah, that sounds very disappointing. I will say, Morris Day was taller than I expected. 
Really? For some reason, I thought he was going to be tiny like Prince, and he wasn't. I don't. I didn't go see them. Um, I was nearby though. I was at Harvey's, so I could hear the show, but I didn't go to the oh, show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we have we have more stay in the time come to Kalamazoo State Theater. Did you see Joan Osborne at Ribfest last year? Yes. Okay, she is awesome. She I had her on the podcast recently. And she talked about the time that she met Prince and she fangirled on Prince just like you and I would. I already love Joan Osborne. Yeah. Like her album Relish. Never mind the fact that Prince loved her too and there's a connection there. I love Joan Osborne independently of Prince. Yeah. The the Relish album was amazing. But to find out that Prince loved her song so much that he covered it for Emancipation, which by the way, his cover is freaking amazing. And then she fangirled over him like you and I would just made me love her so much more. Yeah. I mean, celebrities of of all caliber, I think. Yeah, I agree. Well, she tells a story about how she was out dancing and Prince's people sent, you know, went out and said, hey, Prince, I'd like to meet you. So she ran over and she goes, oh, my God, I love you. I just have to hug you. And he, and he said, no, no, words can say more. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, you got dissed by Prince. That's amazing. Very princely. <laughs> that is so awesome. I would love to be dissed by Prince in that very same way. No, no, words could say more. Just me all you want. I mean, it's it's Prince. All right, so you do have a Paisley Park trip coming up. Yep. For those of you that have never been on a Paisley Park trip, obviously you can't take photos inside. They do uh, take a photo of you and give it to you on a on a little purple flash drive mm-hmm. if, if you want to do that. I can't remember how much it costs, but who cares? It's worth it. I think it's it comes with the, the VIP packages. It does come with the VIP. Yep. Now, do you have any advice for people that are going out to the to Minneapolis to do this? Get the VIP package. Get the VIP, yeah. Definitely go to the Purple Rain House. Yes. Definitely go to First Ave. But when you're in Paisley Park, try to reel yourself in so that you can take it all in and remember. I think I was so emotional with the urn being at the beginning Mm -hmm. that it kind of clouded my memory of what I was seeing because that, I was just so emotional. I have been on tours with people that literally had a notepad and pen, and they took notes. And I said, are you a journalist? No, I just want to make sure I don't forget any of this. Fantastic like, idea. That is genius. I mean, I didn't think of it during the the walkthrough, but after the tour, I, I definitely wrote everything down that I could remember. Now, I did the ultimate VIP tour the last time I went, which is an, an additional 30 minutes, and you got to go to places you can't go with the VIP Oh, wow. It was, exp- I think it was 160 bucks a ticket or something like that. But again, Prince is what credit card debt is for. Exactly. Uh, take the ultimate VIP if you haven't done that yet. So I've done every tour now except for the Paisley Park After Dark. That's my next goal. I have to do that someday. I want to do that too. Yeah. And for my first tour, I was actually debating doing that. And then I was like, no, I really just want to do the tour and then maybe do that for a secondary. Um, but speaking of... Prince is what credit card debt is for. I made sure to put all of my Prince expenses on my purple credit card because I felt like it was fitting. You have a purple credit card? Yes. I want a purple credit card because <laughs> that's what I need is another credit card. Man, who would be your second favorite artist? Oof. Um, because like, clearly Prince is number one. He really is. And I like so much music, so many different genres of music, because like I said, I grew up very... It's because you're a Prince fan, too, though. It is, yeah. You, you can't be a Prince fan and just like pop or just like urban. Exactly. I mean, Prince kind of takes you through it all. I really... Uh, there's a, a band who's who took their... They, they formed in um, college, but they took their name from Lake Street um, in Minneapolis because it used to be lined with dive bars, and their name is Lake Street Dive. Hmm. And they're... Um, 
I would say they're a bit jazz infused and Rachel Price, the lead singer, her voice is amazing. I would just encourage everybody to check them out. They're that pretty is, fantastic. That, that's awesome. I love that. Okay. And that's a really cool name for a band yeah. too. Genre wise, you say you it's a wide variety for you. Mm-hmm. What all do you listen to then? I would say the only thing I really don't listen to is really heavy, like death metal type stuff and today today's super poppy country. Mm-hmm. That's about it. But otherwise, you were all the way from country way. to jazz to pop from, to R&B. Well, from my mom, I got um, Etta James and Nina Simone and Very Buddy nice. Holly and the Beatles. And then my dad was the Doobie Brothers and Johnny Cash. And from my brothers, it was um, um, Deep Purple and Queen and things like that. So I'm embarrassed to admit that I just recently learned that the lead singer of White Snake was in Deep Purple first. <laughs> I didn't know didn't until know. that blew my dang mind. Yeah. I love me some white snake. Had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, that is a wide range. I, I think Prince has a lot to do with a lot of people opening their minds too. But it sounds like you were you were already neck deep into that before even Prince entered. Definitely for you. Definitely. I you know and another thing I find a lot of my friends that are huge Prince fans. Uh, come from tiny towns like we do. You and I both uh, come from very small, very white communities. Mm-hmm. Like there were like only a couple black families in my entire city growing up. Same. Um, and yeah, and and I know that to be a fact. For I spent a lot of time in Goebbels. I bet you and I know so many mutual people. Like, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the Stoneburners, mm-hmm. Julie and Karen Stoneburner, and the East House. And all I used to hang out in Goebbels all the time because that's where the pretty girls were. <laughs> um. And it's weird that we come from these very small, kind of closed-minded communities, yet somehow Prince became our guy. Yeah. Because it's kind of the opposite of where we come from, in a way. I remember the look on my dad's face when he realized like what Prince looked like and the show he put on. And he just looked at me like, seriously, this is what we're doing? Because my dad was very country right. and very, like, you know... <laughs> Johnny Cash and, and we're talking 80s country right? yeah oh so yeah that's even. Randy Travis yeah you know Alan Jackson you know Garth that's Brooks way different. the Judds <laughs> yeah and uh if you have satellite radio and you've ever listened to the Garth channel Garth plays a lot of Prince mm-hmm. on the Garth it's a bunch of country and then Kiss and Prince Kiss being the group, not the song. Right. It's so bizarre. Yeah. But Garth is a huge Prince fan. Prince touched people all over the place. There are just so many other musicians who recognize his musical abilities and Mm -hmm. and his talent. And I feel like he was brushed aside by so many, you know, people growing up because he was seen as this mainstream or very sexual, very open, very not straightish. He was very androgynous. Right. And I think that's put a lot of people off yeah. and they couldn't see past that enough to see his raw talent and the way that he could shred on a guitar. But I feel like the guitar is what pulled people back in. Though. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are too macho for well, Prince wears high heels and blah, right. blah, blah. Then they see him play guitar and they're like, oh, okay. Right. Oh, he can do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that changed everything. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Get show notes, pictures, and more info on My Prince Story at MyPrincePodcast.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at My Prince Podcast. My Prince Story is recorded in my cozy Prince basement in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. 
The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.